Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com.
about this revival, about these messages. And you know, I was nervous when I first found out. But I don't get me wrong, I'm still nervous. But the Lord started dealing messages left and right, giving me things that I needed. I wasn't sure when they were going to happen or how they were going to happen. But I'm glad that God makes it sure of what you need to do and when you need to do it. So again, we'll pray for us tonight. We're going to be in chapter 20 of the book of Acts here this evening. We'll start reading there in verse 6. Again, that's chapter 20 of the book of Acts. In verse 6 it says, And we sailed away from Philippi for the days of unleavened bread, and came unto Tross five days, where in about seven days. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber when they were gathered together. And there sat in the window a certain young man named Eucharist, being fallen into a deep sleep, and Paul was not long, and Paul was long preaching, and he sunk down with sleep and fell from the third law and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell upon him, embracing him, and said, Trouble not yourselves, for life is in him. For when he therefore was come up again, he had broken bread and eaten and talked long while, and even till break of day, so he departed. And then they brought the young, young man alive, and they were not a little comforted. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to be here this evening, Lord. I pray, Lord, Lord, that you just hide us behind the cross, Lord, Lord, that it'll be about you here this evening, dear Lord. Lord, that it'll be about you and what you need to do here, Lord. I pray, Lord, you just hide us, Lord, just use us, Lord, Lord, in a mighty way. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord. Lord, help us just to be obedient unto you here this evening, Lord. We thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. See, I've heard this story before in my life, but I've never really got into it, never really dug into it. And the Lord started showing me things with this, started showing me, Lord, you know, that we're asleep. You know, we come to church time and time again. We're in church Sunday morning. We're in church Wednesday or Sunday night. We're in church Wednesday. And we're here. Just because we're here don't mean we're away. Just because we're here don't mean we're doing exactly what God happens to do. You can look at the world that we live in today and you can see that the church is still asleep. So, you know, I want you to take that as an example here. The church is still asleep. Hey, we want this revival. Just because we mentioned it this morning at the church, just because there's revival, there's flyers going around, just because my name's on a, on a flyer, just because Brother Roger's name's on a revival, just because we set in motion to meet here, don't mean that we have to have revival. The people had to be willing, had to be ready, had to be willing to be revived. Hey, and that starts from the top to the bottom. That starts with me. If I'm going to stand behind the pulpit and I'm going to preach what we're going to have to do, I must be revived. 
the sin is running so rampant Amen. in our classrooms, in our churches, and we got to do something Amen. and stand up and say it's enough, enough, it's enough. Amen. It's high time that we get busy on doing what God would have us to do. And you can read all through the Word. There ain't nobody took the time out. There ain't nobody stopped. There ain't nobody said, hey, I've got so much to do. I ain't got time to worship God. I think every one of them was willing to do exactly what God asked them to do. When He asked them to do and how He asked them to do That's right. Yeah, of course. Do you think Noah had, a, had the intentions on building a boat for 120 years? Probably not. But God said, hey, I need you to build a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's say, you know, the same message is being preached today. Yeah. Yeah. Get on board. Get on board. It's passing by. Get on board. Hey, there's people yeah. unconcerned. People can care less what yeah. you're talking about. Hey, but when that rain starts falling, right. when it starts yeah. rising up, hey, they're going to be concerned about what's going on. They're going to be coming off. But if we will do our part now, go ahead. We can't make them come. We can't make them get saved. We can't make them rededicate their life to Christ. But we can tell them about the man that can. We can tell them just like Noah did. Say, hey, get on the boat. Get on the boat. The time is coming. Hey, it's all going to end. It's like he's going to wrap up. Just like Brother Ronnie was saying, hey, I don't think think we like very much. That's right. There ain't nothing that I can read in the Word of God that I'm waiting on to happen. We could be in here this very hour, this very week, and we could those grenades out there could start busting open. That's right. What side would that be? Every one of those grenades busting open and the saints calling up, and then we start meeting them right in the air, right side by side, we're going up together. But you know what's sad about that is there's going to be people we leave behind that ain't never going to make it. That's right. Why? Because we're asleep. We went to sleep on God. We went to sleep on the Word. Hey, we, you can go to different churches all over the country, all over the county, and you can see people sat back and going to sleep. And I'm talking about physical sleep. Hey, the Word of God should move your heart. The Word of God should prick your heart. The Word of God should keep you alert, keep you attentive. I shouldn't have to go by there and shake your seat and get you to wake up. God can do that. That's right. Amen. But we can also overrule all that. You know that? We can keep all that from happening. We can sit back and we can just get content at where we're at. We can be happy with the shape that we're living in. We can be happy that our, our loved ones are dying and going to hell after left and right. We can overrule those things. When we start listening to the flesh. Start listening to the flesh that wants what the flesh wants us to do. Yeah. Hey, I'll be honest with you. The flesh didn't want to preach this message this evening. Because right. I knew that it was a hard message. I knew that there were things that yeah. and people said, hey, this is only not one. Yeah, but hey, I want to see things take place yeah. from here. Yeah. From not one, I want to see great and mighty things take place. And in order for that to do that, the church, and I, again, I'm not just talking about this little bit. I'm talking about the church of Jesus Christ. The church has to get right. The church has to be willing. The church has to submit herself to God and do exactly what God has bidden them to do. Not just a little bit. A little bit ain't good enough. If we will sell out completely, 100% to this revival, hey, and I know, don't get me wrong, I know that there's things that take place. I know that there's prior engagement that there's things that are going to happen and the people ain't going to be able to be here every single night. I know that and I understand that and so does God. But if you'll make every option, if you'll make every opportunity, if you put it forth every effort to give God everything you've got, whether 
this revival goes a week, whether it goes two weeks, whether it goes a month, two months, two years, who, whatever it is, I do not care. I wanted us yeah. to give God our all through the whole thing. Brother Tommy had mentioned this morning a couple of times, if we don't ask God for it, He's not going to give it to us. So I asked him this morning, I said, God, I want a revival that I've never seen before. I want a revival that's going to put people on the altar. I want a revival that's going to turn the sinner's life upside down. I want a revival that's going to put the same person that's spiced on God. That's going to turn them in bed night after night. That they're not going to be able to sleep. That they're not going to be able to work. They're not going to die. I want that kind of revival. Not because I'm in it. Not because I'm involved in it. Or Brother Rogers involved in it. But because God's involved in it. Because God wants to see things. Amen. The Bible tells him that he didn't come to condemn the world, but through him that the world might be saved. Amen. And if we're just content and let it be, hey, we're doing exactly what he told us not to do. He wants us to go out to the highways and the hedges, compel them to come in. Hey, if we can't make them come, so we can give them every reason to come. We can give them everything that God's done for us, every obstacle that we've overcome, every trial that's been set before us. Hey, we can tell them those things about who God is and about His Son Jesus and how He's sitting here. And you know what? They're going to start getting concerned about those things. But again, in order to do that, we... I'm talking to this Christian. I'm talking to the church tonight. We have to be willing to stand up and put the time in, put the effort in, put forth the time. Hey, there may be some loss. There may be some sacrifices. There are going to be things that you're going to miss, things that the world's going to tell you that you need to hold on to, that you ain't got no business coming to revival every single night. Galatians 1 and 10 says, do I now, For do I now persuade men or God? Do I say to please men? For yet if I please men, I should be not the servant of Christ. Right. Right. Yeah. If I want to serve the world and please the world, then that tells me that I'm not a servant of Christ. Hey, and I want to be his servant. Not because I'm good, not because I'm my, not because of those things, but I want to be his servant because of what he done for me. He carried my cross all the way up the hill. He bled and he died. He took my place. That should have been me hanging there. That should have been me that was being mocked. That was being beaten. That was being spit upon. That was being accused of everything. That should have been me. You know what? I did those things. I was guilty of those things. He wasn't guilty of any of that. But he said, I love you so much. I care for you so much. I want you to spend eternity with me so badly that I am willing to come down and bear your sin. I'm willing to carry everything that you ever done. I'm willing to carry everything that you ever said, every idle word, every idle thought that you spoke. I'm willing to carry that to the cross for you. And I can't sell it. I can't give him everything that I have. Shame on me. Hey, again, I know that's not popular. I know that's not something that we like to hear. Hey, but this is the truth. And he said, how rich, how do you know? Because it's in the Word of God. He said he don't, he didn't, again, he said he didn't come and condemn the world, but to save the world. And in order for him to save the world, now don't get me wrong, he don't need me, he don't need you, he can do all these things on his own, but I want to be willing. Amen. I want to be as I say, Lord, here I am, save me, let me do just 
a little bit more. Just enough, Lord, where I can praise your name, where somebody can see what you've done for me. Let me do just a little bit. Again, if I'm doing that for my name's sake, if I'm doing that for Lord for myself, then shame on me. I'm doing it for the wrong, and it'll never work. But if I'm doing it for the risen Savior, if I'm doing it for Him, and I'm doing the work that He meant me to do, you best bet that He's going to bless it, and that He's going to take it, and that He's going to multiply it. Romans uh, uh, 13 and 11 says, And now, and, and knowing the time now, that it's the high time to awake out of our sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we ever believe. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk on, it says in the day, not in rightness and drunkenness, not in chamber and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ to make our provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Hey, it's high time, church, that we get ready, that we get serious about this thing. Hey, we ain't playing church no more. It's time to to dive in headstrong and give it everything you've got. Because yeah. hey, I have every intention on myself and don't get me wrong, I will fail, I will mess up, I'll come short day in and day out, but I want to dive in headstrong. I want to do exactly what he's bidding us to do. I want to do exactly what he's asking us to do as a church body. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the world's going to hell all around us. Yeah. All around us. Yes, we ought to have the burden as Nehemiah did. So Lord, you make the way and I'll go. You make the way and we'll do this. You make the way, Lord, and you will go this way and do what you... Hey, you know what? They had to work with opposition. They had to work with the enemy fighting them. They had to work with things coming at them. There was times when they were working with what was working and what was standing behind them. There was also times when they were had, where we had something in one hand working and a weapon in the other protecting them. So they said, this is not going to be easy. It's not going to be, hey, it's not going to be just a walk in the park. It's not going to be you ain't going to walk out here tomorrow, today and go out to work tomorrow and not face the enemy. You're going to face him. He's going to try every way in the world to derail this, just like he has been. I tell my wife on the way here, I've never been in something that the Lord, that the devil has fought me so hard at. And that may be common to her, but I don't know. This is my first one like this. I don't know. But he has fought me tooth and nail. Mentally, physically, every way that he can think of, he's put the effort in it to exhaust me and tell me that you can't do it. You ain't going to be able to go. But you know what? Whether it ends or not, I'm here. And we're able to serve God. We're able to worship him. And we're able to gather together with his people at least one more time. And I want that. For the world. Amen. You know what? It don't take 10 times to come to church to get saved. It don't take you doing all these wonderful things before God saved you. All it takes is hearing the Word of God one time. One time. It's always promised us anyways. It's guaranteed us one time. But again, like I said, there's been multiple opportunities for me, multiple chances. And I believe that that's all around us. We can look around and say, yeah, he gave me multiple chances time and time again. He was merciful in that. But he didn't have to. He gave me the one opportunity and I turned him away. Those out there need one opportunity. Hey, God knows what it's going to take. God knows. He knew if it was going to take me one or ten or twenty. He knew that. But He kept doing because He was merciful. And then finally said, hey, that's enough. You're either going to take me or you're not. I'm going to leave you if you don't give it, give it all to me. 
Hey, we need to pray that prayer for them out there. Bless you. Yeah. Hey, I know that's not, not popular. I know that we don't want our family, our, our kids, our, our loved ones to go through troubles, to go through heartaches. But hey, we need some fields set on fire. Yeah. Yeah. We need some things to get real to some people out there. And in order for this to spread, yeah. things got to get real to us. Amen. Things got to get real in our life. Things got to get real in the church first. Yeah. And if they'll get real in the church, they'll get real outside these walls. Again, hey, I've said it time and time again. It's easy to come into the house of God when you've got believers around you, when you've got people who want to hear the word of God, when you've got people encouraging you. It's easy to come in here and do this. But you go out there and you start telling the world about Jesus. They look at you like they did the apostles. Hey, you can talk about everything you want to, but you just leave that Jesus out. Because yeah. right. yeah. they don't want to know about it. Yes. But you know what I found? Even though they don't want to know about him, they want to know about him. Yeah. You say, how can you be? Because I was that person. I didn't want to hear all that. I didn't want to hear all that every time I went to Sammy's dad's house. I didn't want to hear him preach at me and tell me that I needed to get my life right, that I needed to get things in order with God. Hey, I didn't want to hear that. But looking back now, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. That's exactly what I needed to hear. And our people need to hear that exact same thing. Our people need to hear, hey, you need to get that drop out. Again, you know, I'm not telling you to go out here and beat them over the head and tell them that they're lost and not going to hell. I'm not telling you, you go out there and you love them. You love them to Christ, to Christ to do the rest. You witness to them. You tell them about your experiences, about your work, about what God has done for you. And he'll take that and he'll bless that. He don't need me. But you know he wants me. He don't need me to be about his business. Because he'll find somebody that will. But he wants me to. And I want to please him. He's done so much for me. He's been so good to me in every aspect of my life, in my church life, in my home life, in my work life. He's blessed me more than I ever deserved. But it shouldn't stop there. Just because I'm blessed, just because I've got things that I want or the things that I need, hey, it shouldn't stop there. I shouldn't be happy. In the, no, don't get me wrong here. I am happy in the Lord, so don't misunderstand me there. I am happy with my salvation. I am happy for what He's done for me. But I should not be happy coming in Sunday after Sunday, sitting on a church pew doing nothing. I shouldn't be happy if He's called me to do something. If He's called me to be a preacher. If He's called me to be a deacon. If He's called me to be a song leader. I ain't going to be happy sitting there doing absolutely nothing. I have found, especially in the last little bit, the only time that I am fully satisfied in God is when I am out doing exactly what He bid me to do. You say, well, preacher, I ain't, I ain't no preacher. I ain't no song leader. I ain't no I, I ain't none of that. What's my job? Maybe you just need to pray. Maybe you just need to be alive. Maybe you just need to be a witness. Hey, I can't tell you what your job is. If I start telling you things, I'm going to tell you wrong. But you'll seek, if you'll seek God's will for your life, you'll seek what God would have you to do, who God would have you to be, I guarantee you it won't be very long. He'll start revealing some things in me. And you'll find that if you ain't doing what He's asking you to do, you're unhappy. You're uncontent, God, and you might sit on God. How do you know, preacher? 
pain. I've been there. Been there. I've tried to sit down on this calling multiple times. I have tried to quit. I have given every excuse. But there was through everything in my face that you might as well just shut it up and sit down. They ain't nobody listening. They don't nobody care. But you know what? Satan didn't call me. Yeah, right. 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 Satan didn't call you. He wants to deceive you and keep you sitting on your pew. Keep your mouth shut. Keep you from doing the work of God. Keep you from being about God's business. That's exactly what he wants to do. And unfortunately, he is succeeding at that all across our county, all across our country. Because there's churches all over the place that ain't worshiping God. Oh, yeah. They're worshiping the idea of God. They're worshiping the idea of these other things. But God ain't in the middle of it. God ain't being worshipped. God ain't being praised. God ain't being lifted up. You can look at the things that are going on. Right. God is. James chapter 2, verse 19. It says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh in right, not in the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness, anything that's unclean. Christian, hey, anything that's unclean, lay it aside. Hey, it don't matter if it's your favorite TV show. It don't matter what it is. If it's got a bunch of filthiness, if it's got a bunch of this and that, hey, lay it aside. Because the Word of God says right there to lay it aside. It don't say it's okay on occasion. It's okay to do this whenever nobody's around. He says, lay it aside. You have no part in it. Yeah. Lay apart all filthiness and superfluity. God has received the meekness with engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, receive that. Yeah. Receive the good part. Yeah. The good part that's able to save your soul. The good part that's able to allow you to come into yeah. God's house. The good part that's, allow you, that's able to allow you to worship, to lift up the mighty name of God. Hey, praise that. Yeah. Praise that. Because, hey, when you start praising that, that's what it's about. Amen. Not all these other things. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Hey, do you know you're going to do exactly what this says? Not halfway, not part of the way, not Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, but Monday. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You have to do what the Word of God says. Because that's what He said. He said, you got to be a doer of it. Not just hear it. Don't just listen to it on Sunday and Wednesday when you were here at church. Don't just amen the preacher. To be amen the preacher. Don't just raise your hand because you think it sounds good. Or because everybody else around you said, don't just do it for that reason. But be a doer. Do what the Word of God says. Worship Him in spirit and in truth. Amen. For if you be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man, beholding his natural face in a glass. Do you know? Looking's not enough. Looking at what I have, or what Brother Tommy or Brother Roger, Sammy, Larry, looking at what we have, that ain't enough. That ain't going to get you to heaven. What I got can't get you there. So if you're looking at me, to get you there, if you're looking at, hey, now don't get me wrong, I can, I can point you to the direction, I can point you to the way, yeah. but I can't ultimately save you, I can't do nothing for you, only God can do that. So if you're just looking at everybody else, if you're just looking at the church and saying, boy, that looks good, I think I want a piece of that, I think I want to involve myself in that for a little bit, hey, I want to do my obligation, 
I want to make sure that my name's on the road. I want to pay my tithe. Hey, I want to do these things. Hey, all those things will work themselves out if you get right with God. Yeah. It won't be about a number. It won't be about a paycheck. It won't be about your name. It'll be about Him. Right. Amen. And he, he can supply all the needs. Yeah. Yeah. He can supply every need of this little church. That's right. The little church is down on our way. He can supply every need That's right. that we have all the way around us. Yeah. And he can, he can do that. Yeah. But as we've been hearing and hearing, He can do that. But He wants us to work. Amen. He wants us to put forth the effort. He wants force us to put forth the time, the blood, the sweat, the tears. Yeah. He wants us right in there in the fight with Him. Right. Again, I mentioned it once already. You can't show me in there with a disciple and say, hey, I'm going to take a couple of days off. This is just too much. <laughs> We're going through revival. Hey, we went through revival. I might as well just take a couple of weeks off. I ain't going to do it. It's okay for me to lay back and get, and get relaxed. It's okay for me to be comfortable in the world for a little while. They didn't say that. They pressed in everything that they had, everywhere that they went, everything that they did. They tried their best to tell somebody about God. And what He had done, told them, hey, you know what? They even called their sin out. Church has got to do that from time to time. If there's sin in the camp, then it needs to be exposed and God will take care of that. God can remove the sin. God will take care of it. But He's going to take a man of God to stand up and not be scared to preach the truth. Not be scared to preach on sin. And it's going to take that for the church to be able to get right. Hey, we live in a church age today where that's not acceptable. You can't call this out. You can't call my sin out, preacher. You can't do this anymore. This is not 1950 anymore. You can't do that. You can't talk that way. You can't tell me that I'm wrong. You can't tell me that i got to let this stuff go. You can't tell me that if I don't get saved, I'm going to hell. You can't do that anymore. I beg your pardon. The Word of God says that He called me. That's exactly what He expected me to do. <laughs> you can read over in Ezekiel and He says, Hey, I said I watched them before you. And if He don't blow the trumpet, your blood's on my hands. But if I blow the trumpet and you don't move when God's telling you to move, then that's on you. That's on your hands. There's going to be a lot of people, a lot of preachers that's got blood on their hands. A lot of church members, a lot of deacons, a lot of solemn leaders, a lot of Christians got blood on their hands. Hey, just the watch, I'm not talking about the watching men just the pastor. Just the minister. I'm talking about the watchman being a Christian, being a born again believer of God, being somebody that has been saved. Hey, it's your job. Hey, you can't leave it up to Brother Ronnie. We can't leave it up to Brother Tommy or Roger. Say, hey, we can't leave it up to them. Hey, we got to take the responsibility on our own self and take it out there and do our part. Just because you got a different calling than I do, don't mean that you're any less important. Don't mean that I'm anything greater than you just because I stand up and preach the word of God. Hey, we're all saved. All heads are level at the foot of the cross. We're all level. We're all there. But hey, He's got a work for every one of us to do. And I say it time in and time out. I believe that with all of my heart because you know why? He left me here after He saved me. If He didn't want me to do something, if He didn't have a work for me, if there wasn't somebody that I could engage, that I could, that well, I would encounter, maybe I've encountered them, maybe that I'm not. But He would have took me out September 28, 2014. About, from what, 11, 10.45, 11 o'clock. When I give my life to the Lord, 
I'd have fell over dead. But you know what? I'm here today. Why? Because there's a, there's a reason in all these things. There's a reason He called me to preach. There's a reason He called you to preach. There's a reason He called you to be a deacon. There's a reason He called you to be a songwriter. There's a reason He called you to be a prayer warrior. There's a reason in those things because I got all those things work together. We're a body. And if the body, if one member of the body is sick, the whole body is sick. The whole body don't feel right. Hey, I went through that this past week. I told you the Lord said, Satan, Paul, this. Hey, Monday night I got sick. I wasn't even sure I was going to be able to be here. Tuesday I woke up and I felt like I had run into a semi. And I started praying, Lord, you got to move this. you got to help me. you got to take this from me, Lord. you got to do it. Yeah. You know what? He didn't take it all at one time. Yeah. He gave me a little bit each day. Each day I felt a little better. Yeah. Feel a little better Wednesday. A little better Thursday. A little better Friday. A little better Saturday. Yeah. Well, a lot better today. Still got out of the woods completely. Yeah. But you know what? He made the way for me to be here. Yeah. 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 Like he's made the way. Hey, again, we run into opposition on the way up here. And I was, and I'll be the first one to be. I was all upset. I was all out of sorts. Lord, I can't be late. We gotta get there. You know what? I was still 15, 20 minutes early. God will make a way for all of these things. God will make a way for you to be that light, for you to be that example to somebody. God will make a way. You just got to be willing to sell out and give Him everything about you. Every being, every thought, every desire that you have, sell it out completely and give it all to God. If you'll do that, He'll do the rest. Amen. Bible says where He's lifted up, He'll draw all men If we'll lift him up this week, hey, I know we're hurting because there's one that we're expecting to get saved. I know that. Brother Roy mentioned, hey, she don't have to be in this building for that to happen. That could be happening as we speak right now. Could be happening as we speak right now. But if we'll lift him up, he'll draw a knife. He'll bring him here. If we'll lift him up for this week, for two weeks, or whatever it is, how long we're going to do this, if we'll come in sincerely lifting him up and doing our dead level best to worship him and give him every fiber of our being, every ounce of our energy, every ounce of our time, you know what? He's going to draw people here. He's going to make a way for the sinner to come. He's going to make a way for the backslid Christian to come. And he's going to make the sin the message, whether it be myself, whether it be Brother Ronnie, Brother Tommy, Brother Roger, whoever it may be, he's going to send the Message that can restore them, that can save them. Yes. Amen. Not because of me, not because of you, not because of you. Hey, he's going to do those things because he's been lifted up, and that's what he sent for us to do. That's what he sent his son to do is to save the world. Whether she makes it here this week or not, I'm expecting to hear those words. I'm expecting to hear that she give her life to the Lord. Yes. Amen. Say, so why? How can you be so confident in that? Hey, because I gotta believe what I'm asking him for. I gotta believe that he is able to do what I'm asking him to do. Hey, I've seen that in the past month, two months. I've witnessed things for my father-in-law. I've witnessed things that he's went through, and I have seen God move upon him and him do exactly what he asked him 
take the world over, and they can go from here, they can bounce to this church and that. Hey, it don't have to stay right here. It don't have to be in this little bit. I don't even have to be involved in it. But if God will start sending it, if we'll start getting obedient, if we'll start doing exactly what God will have us to do, being about His business, then He's going to send it. But are you willing tonight? I'm coming to a close. Are you willing tonight? To give God every ounce that you need. Very familiar scripture. 2 Chronicles 7 14. Hey, this ain't all the sinner. He wasn't talking to the sinner here. He said, If my people, you know who that is? Christian, that's you. That's me. I belong to him. I'm his people. He said, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. Hey, first you've got to do that. You've got to humble yourself in and say, Lord, hey, I ain't doing what you have me to do. I ain't living right, Lord. I'm not doing exactly what you want me to do. And have to admit that you're wrong. You have to humble yourself down and ask God. Amen. See, that's the first condition. You've got to get humble about it. Then you can pray. So humble themselves and pray. And seek my face. Do you know you can pray and not see God's face? Yeah. Do you know you can pray vainly? Do you know that everything that you sometimes mention throw up there ain't going to make it through because you ain't got the heart behind it? You ain't sincere about what you're praying. You ain't concerned about what you're praying. It's just a vain prayer. It's just a repetition because it's something you think that you need to do. Those prayers ain't going to make it. Those that seek the will of God, seek His face, those are going to make it. See, you do those things, He says, and turn from their wicked ways. Hey, it's, again, it's easy to do that in here. It's easy to live that way inside the church walls. It's easy to say, well, preacher, I ain't doing it. You know, I've been doing this, I've been doing that, I'm going to lay that aside, I don't want to do it anymore. And good for you, I hope that you know it. God knows if you're sincere or not. Hey, you ain't got to convince me of nothing. You ain't got to convince me that you're letting things go, that you're, that you're okay. Hey, you're God's the one that you've got to convince. And that you've got to turn from those things. Turn these complete opposite, not just a full circle. You've got to turn halfway around and go the other way. If you turn completely around and do a 360 degrees, you go right back the same direction you was in. You've got to turn about face and go the other way. Then will God so then will I hear from heaven and forgive their forgive their sins and I'll heal their land. Hey, it's not the sinner's fault that this country's the shape that it's in. It's not the sinner's fault that the King Commandments have been taken out of the courthouse. It's not the sinner's fault that prayer is out of school. That's it. That's what Satan wants. He's doing his job, his very best. He's trying his dead little best to do exactly what he's supposed to do. So it's not his fault. It's not that lost person's fault. That the world's going the way that it is. That we're allowing all these things to take place. It's our fault. It's our fault. Christian, it's our fault. It's my fault. Hey, I may not be 
decided I may not be responsible for everything that's going on. I may not have been out here involved myself in that sin. Nehemiah may not have been either. But he said, hey, my fathers and I have sinned. Yeah. I've sinned. Lord, forgive me. Yeah. Right. I've sinned and not doing my dead level best. Lord, I fell asleep. I fell out of the window. I've looked like all life was gone. But there was no hope. I thought it was just completely over. Then the Lord come by and laid on me. I said, hey, don't worry. There's still life there. And I woke up. He woke me up. Church, do you know tonight that He wants to wake this church up? He wants to use this church right here as a beacon of life for the community. Hey, and I'm not saying, hey, there's my fitness points. I don't say that. The Spirit's here every time I've been here. It's been here. So I know that it's here. So don't misunderstand me in that saying that. But God wants to use this place. God wants to take this place. Hey, it's already standing on the hilltop. Hey, let it shine. Let that light shine upon it. And you know how we get to that spot? By doing what He's bidding us to do. There'll be a glow come off this mountain that people will come by and say, hey, that church, there's something about that place. Let's go check it out. Let's go try by and see what they're doing. Let's go see why there's people going in and out. Let's go see what's going on. That's not my desire. I would love to see that. But I believe that that's something that the Lord wants to say. That not just here, I believe that the Lord wants to see every church that's standing and proclaiming His Word, that's doing it the right way. I believe that He wants to see them lifted up and that their light shine and that they'll be drawing people and that they'll be preaching, that they'll be teaching, that they'll be doing whatever that the sinner needs, whatever that the hurt needs. Hey, do you know that you don't have to just come to church and be lost? You don't have to come to church and be back. See, there's times where I'm sitting on a pew and God has moved on me and there were things that I didn't realize that I needed in my life. And that God gave them to me. Not because I deserved it. Not because I was worthy. But because He loved me. And He forgives me. And He picks me up. He encourages me when I fall. He picks me up, dusts me off and says, Son, it's okay. You go back out there. Get back in it. Go again. But if I keep getting myself in that same shape, if I keep going on it for the same mistake, same mistake, Claiming that I've repented, claiming that I've turned those things away. Do you know what? He's going to get tired of hearing that. He's going to get tired of me saying the same thing over and over. You know, this is the last time. This is the last time I'm going to do this. The last time I'm going to mess up and say that word. This is the last. Hey, and don't get me wrong, I know we all fall short. I know we mess up every single day. But when the Lord reveals sin in your life, you have a decision. Christian. You have a decision. Sinner, you have a decision. Backslid Christian, you have a decision that you have to make. I can't make it for you. Brother Roddy can't make it for you. Tom, hey, there ain't nobody here that can make that decision for you. So I ask you tonight, are you sleeping? Have you fell asleep on God? If you have, be ready. It's high time. It's nearer now than it's ever been. I ask you to come and get a song tonight. Time's at hand. We've got to get serious about this church. 
Yeah. Come on, brother. We've got to get serious about what's going on out there. Hey, again, it's easy to do that here tonight. But what we will, what will we encounter tomorrow? What will we encounter when we go out tomorrow? What will we, what will we be doing? Will we be doing what God have us there, or will we be asleep again tomorrow? I don't fall asleep on God. If you've got a need tonight, you come. Hey, if you're lost tonight, there's no better time than to come right now. Amen. You're in the ultimate sleep. You're in a place where you don't realize what's going on, and you don't understand the joys that you're missing. If you're lost tonight, and God's still with your heart, <coughs> come. Amen. Again, I mentioned I can't save you. Nobody else can. If you've got a need tonight.